So welcome back to the Lift Your Life podcast. We are joined, it's been a long time since I've had a guest on. I've just been sat doing this on my own for too long. And the other day I was like, I'm getting bored of doing this on my own. I, I can't just keep coming up with topics. So I was like, right, I'm going to get a load of guests on. So I threw a message into a little group chat that I'm in with a load of absolutely amazing women who are girls that I met through the mentorship, girls that actually didn't actually come into Dubai with us either time, but you were there in spirit. So it feels like you were there. So she is oh, one of my amazing mini inner circle humans so I've got Ashley on the podcast and the reason that I wanted to bring her on as well is because she's got a really amazing story a really amazing message and I just I want to share that with the world so I'm going to do a really awkward thing for you now and make you introduce yourself and you've got to give a bit of a fun fact about yourself so something that yeah I know it's like that (laughs) oh my god no it's fine if you if you're watching the video back you'll see her facials there like facials (laughs) I'm trying I'm like so boring do I have any fun facts no it's fine it's not a question like what you get with a job interview isn't it when they say you know tell me something about yourself and you're like I don't know I don't do anything I've got one now so I'm good wonderful so on that note then introduce yourself who you are who you coach what you do and the fun fact about yourself okay um so my name's Ashley and I'm I've nearly said 30 but I am 29 I'm not 30 I keep saying I'm 30 before I'm ready so I'm not 30 quite yet but I'm an online coach and I help women kind of get their confidence in the gym we help women lose body fat as well but mainly when it comes to kind of anyone that's have anxiety in the gym a little bit nervous when they're like beginners and things like that so we coach a lot of clients like that um Fun fact about me when, oh God, this is embarrassing. But when I was 15, I was, I used to do ballroom and Latin dancing. And I was like, I think I came fifth in the world. Well, not the world. I think it was UK nationals. There's um, a bit of a difference there between the world. Well, yeah, UK, it was definitely the UK because it was in Blackpool. Don't forget <laughs> that. Um, but yeah, so I came fifth in um, ballroom of the nationals. So yeah, that's a fun fact about me and dancing. So yeah. Mm. I never saw you as a ballroom dancer, but they yeah, no, I do every day. I gave it up um, when I was like 16, pretty much. I was like, wanted to go out with my mates and not dance anymore. So yeah. yeah and you just get to that point, I think when you get to about 16, 17, 18, unless you're going to go professional, there's no way you can really like carry on doing it. So I used to do like street dance commercial. Like I wasn't the best, but I just really enjoyed doing it. Yeah. And when you got to 18, you like, you weren't really welcome in the class anymore because you're your pensioner at that point but <laughs> yeah. I think the adult classes it's either total beginners it's like I'm not a beginner I'm not like inept but I'm also not a professional there was no there's no middle ground so yeah, I just give it up and you get to that age where you're like oh my friends are out doing stuff and I'm like which my mum always said to me don't give it up but obviously went into fitness which not obviously the same but kind of down the same path of like teaching people and helping people that yeah it's something to, to move your body as well so yeah. that leads to a very nice transition there of how the hell did you get into fitness so you've said obviously you started uh, dancing so what were you around that sort of age were you doing any sort of sports younger as well did you enjoy doing anything when you were younger or was it all just dancing it's quite a funny story really because my friends all laugh because I have always been the laziest friend so the one that would not walk anywhere, the one that would get a taxi, the one that just never, ever, like, did any any kind of sports, didn't do PE at school, always get my mum to write me a note, didn't like anything fitness-based. So it's so strange that I, you know, moved into fitness. But the reason being was that for part of my, you know, younger, I'd say my teens from the age of, like, 18 to the age, well, probably to where I am kind of just now, a couple of years ago, I struggled with really bad anxiety. Mm -hmm. And... It 
like if I look back now it probably was the lifestyle just the you know the rubbish nutrition the rubbish kind of mindset was not a big thing in my family we didn't talk about anything we didn't look after ourselves so there was obviously a big aspect of that um and I remember going to the doctors once and they were like go running just go and run and I was like from a person that didn't even walk anywhere I was like no I'm not quite sure about that but my mum me and my mum went to the gym um we literally just started going to the gym knew absolutely nothing definitely didn't go into the weight section whatsoever I can't remember what age I was I must have been about like 20 um yeah and then we went to the gym together I used to literally just walk on the treadmill and I did that for about a couple of years you know you know the people right they're just like we do didn't know what I was doing looked at the weight section was like never going in there um and then I met my now fiance which I hate saying that word I know we're getting married, but it's just a word that I hate. Oh, I love you for that. Like my <laughs> fiance. <laughs> I just always cringe. I always say my partner because I hate saying fiance. It sounds cringy. But anyway, yeah, I met him and he was very much into weights, like, you know, the bodybuilding kind of world. Yeah. And I used to go with him quite a lot. And then it just flourished from there. And, you know, the anxiety like improved with the nutrition that I just dived into a little bit more, the training and things like that. So, yeah, it's been a journey, but it's... um. And I just feel like I wanted to help people that were in that same position that wanted to get into the gym, but just had, you know, no idea what to do. So, yeah, that's that was a long winded story there. <laughs> it's actually pretty short, given how many years of your life you've covered there. So at what point then did you get to that transitional period of I you were doing it for yourself of, you know, I'm actually you know enjoying the weights and stuff to so then realizing that that was a career path. So what were you doing with yourself like job wise before that? It was really strange because I used to work with children. So I used to work in a nursery with um, yeah, young babies. And I'll tell you what, that was a contraception in its own thing. <laughs> I was just like, it's hard work. Um, but so I worked there, but then I worked for my parents for a long time after that. I was like the bookkeeper, that the accountant kind of thing. So completely different kind of career path. I just, I think for the first few years of my fitness journey, I was just loving it for me, just going mm-hmm. like, feeling better, just seeing the improvements in myself. And I think it was when people started to notice the change in me, like my friends and people that knew me. And then they were asking for advice. Like, I really want to get into the gym as well. Like I started documenting on my own Instagram as well. And then I think people were just asking, they were like, oh, can we go to the gym together? And I was like, yeah, cool. Like, well, we'll just go. And I'd obviously learned quite a lot from my partner, but then, you know, YouTube, um, just kind of learning as you go. And then I think it was when people started saying to me, you know, we really would like a bit more help from you. So then I went into to being a full time PT and I was I was very lucky enough to my my dad owned like a little office unit thing. Okay. And there was like a space downstairs, like a unit to rent. And I was like, Joe, you know what? I'm just going to get some equipment and I'm going to start PT and friends in there. Um didn't charge or anything and then eventually just started a few more people started to come you know friends of friends then I started charging and then it was like my own little studio that I made and yeah it kind of went from there so yeah that's so cute I wish I had to have like a little office space or anything like that. it did make me pay rent but I don't blame them to be fair <laughs> nah, better be cheaper than what chain gyms will charge like yeah. oh it's crazy what they charge now like I hear it from people I'm like that's like more than like a house I know disgusting mental absolutely disgusting wicked how did that transition to online then so at what point did you actually start the online world and then you you, you've gone completely online now and don't do anything like face-to-face at all right 
No, I think the change for me was I loved doing classes. I love seeing people face to face. But what I was finding with clients is they were feeling great from the activity, but they weren't then getting the fat loss results that maybe I had got at that point. Because obviously from training, it was all for mental health for me. But I did see that the physical aspects as well. And it was, you know, what I would find is clients would come to the sessions, but then they do whatever they did in that 45 minutes hour. And then they'd leave and think that they didn't need to do anything else and their nutrition didn't matter and everything else. So I think from that aspect, it was like I needed more. Um, and I felt like I could give more accountability online. I could, you know, catch up with them whenever in the day, you know, and things like that. And obviously I met Adam OTE. I was kind of um, friends with Archie. He's from mm-hmm. here, where I live. So yeah and then I just kind of it all went online and I just feels so much better because we do a lot of mindset now we do kind of everything rather than just that 45 minute training session which you know there's a lot more to it than just that so so it was like the fulfillment of actually getting the the, the full result and being able to delve into more than just what you do in those yeah five minutes one hour and I was like the exact same like I loved it like classes and P- fun PT sessions they're just they're brilliant fun but the reason we probably both got into this was more than that like not just to have fun it's this has changed our life yeah. we want to bring the same mm-hmm. but that just it, it's just not going to allow you to do that and yeah. I don't think anything's anything wrong with personal training I really don't I think it's got its time and its place like I really do like I think there's so much value in personal trainers still yeah. but I think for people who are on that journey to changing and bettering their life who need the nutritional and mindset shifts I don't know how to shout it from the rooftops enough that PT is not the right thing for you. I know I'm not saying that just because I'm like, oh, that's my coaching, but yeah. genuinely because it's not going to do that. Yeah. And it is really like it as much as, you know, I could have done, you know, nutrition on the side of my PT sessions. You physically don't have the manpower because you're, you know, if you want to see as many clients and, you know, in your day, you then can't go home after your PT sessions and, you know, message everyone, catch up, check in, and it, it's really, really difficult to do that. But again, I was just finding that, you know, that 45 minute session, you know, you chat and things like that, but you couldn't put structures in place in people's lives and, you know, mindset, you know, habits and teach them about mindset. There just wasn't enough hours in the day as well. So, you know, still I, isn't. there still isn't, but well, no, there isn't. But yeah, I feel like um, when I went online, the results from clients came in quicker, but I was also able to go along with the mindset stuff that I'd kind of learned along the way, the things I'd learned. I've been able to do like webinars and teachers and things like that, um, which, you know, with PT, the hours of PT, you just couldn't physically do that. So, yeah, it kind of merged onto online. And and as much as I miss seeing people face to face, we still do a lot of, you know, events and, you know, things like that, that the community is still there. So, yeah. Amazing wonderful so wonderful so you mentioned at the start about getting into this because of like the mental health side of things I know that's something you were quite passionate to talk about so what were the main changes that you noticed in yourself through working on yourself so I think it really angers me I know it's actually really good that your doctor actually told you to go do like running and stuff because most of the time when people are experiencing a lot of you know anxiety or mood related issues the first thing or the biggest thing is just just take this yeah just take that and you'll be sound just yeah go and have a bubble bath and have this antidepressant and life will be great and it doesn't really solve anything it doesn't fix anything so it's actually really good that you've got even though running is shit I agree you got that advice so what was kind of like that initial journey for you then from obviously then 
starting doing like more exercise and fitness and what impact did you actually start to see and feel happen as a result yeah well, well firstly I definitely did get a few doctors that wanted to give me tablets but I was always dead set I was like I just didn't want to be put on tablets because I my biggest fear was like will I ever come off them and I didn't want to be on something for life so I got given a lot and even at one point I got I took the prescription home and had them in my like bedside table for like ages but I was like no like I, I, everyone kept saying to me are oh, you making it harder on yourself but I was like no I really despise not that I don't think that anyone shouldn't take them but for me I just really wanted to not and there was plenty of times that I felt like I should have done but um I just really didn't want to um but yeah I just think for me the changes that come from it was building the confidence in myself I really struggled with like my biggest thing was like the anxiety and panic attacks you know public places or just anywhere so going into the gym was like wow this is big for me you know what are people going to think what are people going to say you know are people going to judge and um I think just there was a lot of times I failed like you know walked in the gym walked back out again and things like that but there was a lot of times where I didn't and I think it was building the kind of confidence in myself to say oh you you can actually do this and you know with the weight training it's like when you're lifting something that you don't think that you can lift and you do it anyway, that for me really connected with my anxiety because it was like, well, I think I can't do all of these things. I don't have confidence, but actually I can. And it was proven to myself over and over again that, yeah, can push myself, can do things. Um, and then again, with the nutrition, you know, if your life is fueled by, you know, quite high processed foods, and I'm not saying that you can't have processed foods. I still do. Definitely had a McDonald's last night, but there we go. Um, but, you know, it's if it's fueled by alcohol, processed sugar, you aren't going to, you know, that does affect your, your mental health. So it's really important that I change that up. And then I just was finding myself more confident, more energy. I wasn't as lethargic and just things started to improve. It wasn't perfect straight away, but over the years, things started to really, really connect. And, and then obviously, you know, I went to therapy and all of it together, growth physically, growth mentally, it just really helped. So amazing. Love that. What do you think then in society, this is quite a big question, but like in society, because the, the issue we've got with like in society, like mental health is probably the most prominent it's ever been, which I don't know whether it's that more people are talking about it or whether it is actually just the way life is right now is kind of designed to make us stressed. It's designed to make us anxious, just the whole way it's set up with society. And we could even get deeper and say, is it meant to be doing that? You know, is it, you know, is it all part of the plan? You know, pharmaceuticals, and, but I'm not going to go down that political route, but There'll be a lot of people listening to this who are in that boat, who've got some sort of struggle. Or if we were just to say this generally across the board, what things do you think more people need to be aware of within the power of health and fitness in relation to mental health? So what, let's say you were a doctor, right? What would you be actually prescribing people to do and why? Because of the benefit that it can have, if you know where I'm going with that. Yeah, so it's definitely the the smaller things that I think people don't necessarily think of. I think therapy's got to be one of them things. If we I know that's obviously not in the health and fitness thing, but for me, I think we can, you know, like we said about medication, we can give out medication, but it just it just helps you float. It is a bit like if we go into the whole hormonal contraception, it just kind of floats the boat for that time being. And that's a whole nother topic. But mm-hmm. I think, you know, with therapy, you know, you're you're talking about the things that 
potentially your feeling and things like that and then alongside that if you're you know training for your your mindset more than anything it, it's therapy in itself but I think that the small things that people can do every day is just taking some time because we lead such busy lives right so we're constantly on the go we're constantly work you know come home you might do your washing you might do your cleaning you might do it you're constantly you know running from that mind and I think we've kind of in society been taught to keep busy you know if you're feeling a little bit of a a way or you're feeling I won't say depressed but you know down low whatever it is people will talk keep busy just do this do but actually sometimes just sitting with yourself and going and understanding emotions I think that was one big thing for me going quite deep into it but it was like I didn't understand what I was feeling it was like that's an anxiety feeling and that's okay that's just a normal emotion but we're not taught necessarily all these different emotions and what they can be and and all of that sort of thing so my biggest piece of advice is like sitting with yourself and understanding that as well you know things like journaling you know and and going down that aspect we we do a lot of nutrition and training but it's always the mindset if you can kind of grasp onto that and improve that everything else will come with it as well so hopefully I've answered that question well I'm not sure if I have a going off on tangents there no definitely and what what have been the biggest mindset shift that you've had do you think that have really changed the game for you over the last few years not worrying what people think um I think that's a big one that in this society we are you know you've got your Instagram now you've got social media and we're so conscious of like sharing our highlight reel reel so if there's something that's not so great that we can feel a little bit down and out about that and like not wanting to share that. So it's really important to kind of just remember that there are a lot of people in the same boat, but it's just not shared. It's, it's not shown, is it really in, in everyday life and it's not shown on Instagram and things like that. So I, I've totally gone off on a tangent now. I can't remember what you said to me. What was the question? The biggest mindset shifts that have changed your life forever. Yeah. So it's definitely got to be like confidence and not worrying so much about what people think for sure. Mm-hmm. um especially doing a business like this I don't think I really thought about it when I whenever you know I sort of created a firm coaching I just went with what felt right I didn't think too much into it which is something that I'd never done before I'd always overthought everything um but when you do something like this and you are sharing on Instagram and you kind of you know open up and you're a little bit more vulnerable you have to be open to judgment and you have to be open to people maybe not liking you or not agreeing with what you do so that's been for me a really great journey and obviously connecting with other people that you know have felt low and I've been able to bring them up as well so I think it's you know a bit of everything but the biggest thing for me that helped me shift was yeah generally not caring about what other people think but that's not easy to get to get to um I think it takes a lot of a lot of failures and a lot of times to be at lower lower points to get to that point as well but yeah what you mentioned there about connecting with people, I think that's another thing that's massively undervalued within fitness is the power of the connections that you make. So I think generally, again, this is getting quite deep, society, and especially in the UK, that culture is very negative and pessimistic, right? How's your day be? Oh, most people are going to say something bad. When people put on something, oh, I don't like how I look, I look ugly in this. Oh, bad weather. It's very rarely do people like, you know, hi, it'd be weird to be really happy. But what I found about like the health and fitness space and just network in general is that the mindset and mentality for most people is that they're committing to doing something to better themselves. And I think that energy radiates. So when I got into the gym, 
I felt so much more positive and just uplifted in life. Yeah. And meeting people, like obviously my client base is one, but like you guys, like yeah. it's such a positive little network. And I think from a mental health perspective, that is something that not a lot of people realize is that you are like a product of your environment. So if you are surrounded by very negative and pessimistic people, mm. well, shit, cost of living, can't cope life. You're just constantly internalizing that, which is going to have a knock-on effect on your mood. Yeah. But the second that you can actually find an environment of people, whether that is joining coaching, working with like other clients, or even just going to a gym or a class and being able to connect with people, I think that ha- it's definitely had a massive boom impact on my sort of self-belief my confidence my well-being would you say the same on that one yeah 100 percent. and you literally just remind me of a biggest mindset shift that I actually had when I was in my mid-20s that I completely forgot to mention but um I don't know if you ever read the book The Secret from Rhonda Bryan like very good when I was at kind of my lowest point I'd, I'd sort of go up and down throughout my 20s of like anxiety and and confident times but then anxiety again and um someone gave me the book The Secret and I wouldn't say that was like instantly like I was amazing and everything felt better. But I think that mindset shift, just like you're saying, of surrounding yourself with positive people and positivity in general. And, and check because my mind was very, very negative. It was like, oh, you know, I'm anxious again. And oh, like everything was the negative. Um, and I think the spin that I've been able to change on that was whenever I'm sort of negative about a situation, adding a positive in there. And that's something I say to clients all of the time. It's not like, oh, this fancy stuff where, you know, you've got to meditate and sit there and all of that, you know, it's actually just going, well, what you surround yourself with, what's in here is going to be your reality. So it's just switching it up. And I think that was the biggest thing that I learned. And, you know, sort of, I used to write gratitude lists. I mean, I've got a little bit lapsed in the last, well, I've been busy, you know, how things come and that, you know, you're just so busy. Um, But, you know, it was inevitable. I'd be like writing gratitude lists every day, you know, it'd be reading the secret like once a month and whatever. But that was a massive shift for me. It was changing that mindset and going, instead of saying, I can't do that, let's try to do that. And, And just changing them words up in your mind makes a huge difference. It is, and it's, it's little things that you say or do that do have that impact. It's a bit like with clients who say like good and bad food, and it's like they don't think anything of it. But giving that food that label of bad creates that relationship, which then leads to you then avoiding it, having it, feeling the guilt. It's the same with the words we use. I've, I've literally said about three clients in check-ins today. So I think someone said something in the lines like, "I'm going to try to do this this week." I said, "We're not going to try. I want you to talk like you've already done it, or that you are doing it, even though you might not believe that to be true." When you say, "Oh, I'll try, or I'll give it a go." you're already saying that I'm doubting myself and that self-doubt is going to win. Whereas if you say, I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it. Imagine something where you're like, I'm going to do it. Like you'd go with such confidence that you probably would at least give it your best if not achieve it. And it is the same with the actions we take. But I think one thing that can massively impact those thoughts and perceptions is, is people. So it could be working like my, my coach has really helped me with my mindset. I've worked with a a therapist, but it's not just those people one-on-one it's the network. Yeah. So it's being in a gym with people who maybe are pushing themselves hard or want to better themselves and you can feel their energy. It's being in a community, whether that's a Facebook group, whether that's a client community group, whether that's, you know, we've met each other through a mentorship and we're just in our own little WhatsApp chat. And yeah, we have our little bitches and stuff and cry about stuff. But generally we'll have those days where we were like, you think you kicked it off the other month? Like, right guys, let's do our, our wins. And we all yeah. shared it and we were all just like pushing each other. And I was like, oh, this is amazing. It's so nice. And having those little pockets of environment, I think for me, if I didn't have those, yeah, I wouldn't be the same person that I am. I wouldn't be as mentally headstrong as I am. 
it starts from yourself but having those environments around you is is everything and I think if you take nothing from this podcast have an audit of that Mm. and if you don't have any environments around you that can bring that for you have a think because if you can find them and get them in your life it will literally change everything because that's I think the biggest misconception that I had about gyms it was like oh they're intimidating oh they're scary um so you're like oh I don't approach anyone don't want anyone to know I'm here I just want to sit in the background but actually if you start to slowly you know build your confidence up to get in that environment to maybe speak to a few people that you see in the gym regularly you'll actually be matched with people that are all there feeling the same way or even just you know producing that positive energy they're all there to better themselves I think every time that I used to go to a new gym because I used new gyms used to scare me not so much now but I'd be like well actually everyone in here is improving themselves working on themselves and you just can't beat that kind of environment as well and yeah like other environments and just having those positive people you have to, I think there comes an age when you're younger where you either stay maybe around the negative people and not saying that everyone has negative people around them but there's that choice that you have to make and go you know I can suffer there and and stay there or I can go I need something to change something needs to change so I think but I think the society of when you leave school and you're younger and you're in your 20s and things like that can be really difficult and I'll tell you what I'm nearly 30 and I wouldn't go back to being in my young teens or early 20s to be honest (laughs) not at all I'm happy to park those those years and never go back shut them off and like yeah I think it comes with growth time you know confidence comes over time doesn't it really it's not something that can just be had it is those experiences and and going through them but yeah I really think it's mindset it comes down to kind of everything you know like you said about the good and bad foods see that quite often even with myself that's where I was for a long time it's like well I can't I'm on a diet so salad veg everything no chocolate no bread and that's the biggest misconception that I had for so long and when I realized actually that that wasn't the case it was like wow there's this whole new world of of dieting or you know bulky whatever whatever you're doing it's totally different isn't it absolutely so you obviously mentioned a lot about training and like the nutrition and mindset side of things but a massive factor I think that's overlooked with again mental health and well-being is just the other lifestyle stuff that maybe isn't quite as sexy but does have a huge impact so I'm talking I'm sure you'll discuss it with your clients as well so things like sleep things like stress management things like maybe even looking into certain supplementation so what's kind of your journey being with that what were things like stress and sleep management like sort of before getting into training and, and have you like got into those more have you got into supplements anything along those lines that's really helped you out with overall well-being over the years Yeah. So I think one thing that I've never struggled with, which is quite unusual for someone who has, you know, quite high anxiety, um, sleep. I've always slept amazingly. Never, ever had a problem with sleep. So I'm really lucky in that sense. So my sleep management was always pretty good because as soon as my head hits the pillow, I'm good. But obviously I have quite a lot of clients that struggle with that because it does come down to the fact of if your mind is very active when you're going to bed or you're quite stressed and overwhelmed, that can obviously impact your sleep quite a lot. When it comes to like supplements and things like that, I've always been, I was under the impression that I don't need anything. Like I just get all my nutrients from food and I don't need anything. But one supplement that I've seen a massive change in, and I think it's obviously stress uh, comes down to kind of relating with stress is ashwagandha. Like absolutely swear by it. Like, um, I'm not taking it at the moment because we've had a bit of a 
change up with my supplements and things like that with my coach now because it came off hormonal contraception as well so this is obviously a taboo subject not on um, my podcast at all we talk about it all okay. the time okay so this is where I think also I noticed a massive mental health change um I came off um the injection around four years ago now um and I think a year after that I'd come off I started to notice things I was like wow like you know I'm in a busy shopping center and I'm not thinking about where the nearest exit is or just silly things that I would notice myself doing but I'm really chilled like I was really calm but I wasn't always like that and I would like you know be in the gym but go okay well if I need to go I can go or you know this is my option or this is my exit and I was just finding like a massive difference in kind of my mindset obviously with the the things I'd learned as well along the way but yeah I'm not saying that the injection was you know the cause of that but I started to notice changes in myself and you know my different levels and things like that as well I'm really sorry my dog's like scratching at the door <laughs> she's just like what's going on in there you but need yeah. to go see the dog no it's fine it's honestly fine let me um yeah let me let her in and then she can just be in here because she won't bark and bark. Yeah. what breed is she she's a border terrier come in Okay, she's cute. She can stay. Hello. She won't bark if she's in here. So. That's sad. But yeah, on that topic, have you read the book, How the Pill Changes Everything? No, I haven't. I haven't actually. Is it good? It's very feminist. <laughs> Definitely the most feminist book I've ever read. But it's very interesting to hear about the impact of being on some sort of hormonal contraception, how it can impact like everything pretty much like just in your body so like mental health physical health digestion it was it was pretty nuts actually reading it because I wanted to give myself a bit of just more knowledge with my own issues and I was like okay that's really interesting that you've said that and I think it is really interesting hearing a lot of women's stories as well and I just guess this is a bit of a tangent in a way but also not because a lot of women do struggle with anxiety and mood related issues and I don't think many people realize the impact of either their natural or synthetic hormones and how that is impacting them yeah definitely like you've obviously noticed it in yourself right you've said that you've felt just better since coming off and obviously you had other things going on at the same time so it's quite hard to maybe draw correlations but you did notice a difference Mm. I was so irritable before like I would be my moods were just I I couldn't you know, even if so, it sounds so silly, other people might relate, but like if the duvet cover wasn't on correctly on my bed, I would be irritated. Like I was so uptight and irritated for a long time. And I think as I started to come off and like, I was really noticing like a bit, like obviously my hormones were coming back. Everything was getting a little bit more consistent. Yes. I obviously was taking better care of my nutrition and training and things like that. But like, it was just a massive, I, I don't think it was like a point where I was like, yeah, this is amazing but it was over time I was like oh I'm not doing that anymore and oh I'm not as moody like I'm so chilled and like you know people wouldn't annoy me as much or you know and I was just yeah I was so chilled and then then I look back and go okay yeah that so that was potentially why I was maybe uptight and and stressed and overworked and overwhelmed and things like that and I wouldn't I mean there's lots of other things as well I've done along the way but yeah I can really pinpoint that I think I think it's a very challenging one because I would never tell someone like don't use contraception or don't do this mm. but what I would say to people is educate yourself on it yeah understand the impact of hormones and how that can impact yeah 
training, nutrition, health and well-being. Understand what you're putting into your body. Because I've had a lot of clients see through education who've actually decided, actually, maybe I want to see what I feel like normally. I actually want to see what my body can do naturally and how I feel, which I think is an amazing thing. I'm not telling everyone to just stop it and I'll have babies and blame me for birth con- population control. No, you've got but, me sick, but... Yeah, probably not the best idea, but <laughs> it does have a huge impact. And it's really interesting as well how in the past, like historically, women who had like anxiety, who had depression were like labeled as, it was always like hysterics and it was always women who were that, not men. Mm-hmm. and I just find that very very interesting because that is all very much linked to the hormone side of things yeah. and then you're basically putting that into again, read that book guys if you're interested in all yeah, that, I need to read that it's very fascinating yeah but understanding how that can have impact your well-being is powerful as well because like I'm in a boat now like where I'm like bang on with nutrition bang on with training bang on with supplements but because of the hormonal issues that I've got going on my mental well-being has not been where I want it to be and it's like there's nothing more I can optimize from there but that's because of how hormones can impact you so again this is a tangent but I think a lot of, I don't think we're very clued up are we like as women on on it's not until I got into fitness that I learned about the different phases of the cycle how we should feel at different phases of the cycle how long a cycle should be when are you going to have fluid retention what should you expect to feel at certain points what's normal what's not normal I just knew you had to bleed every sort of 30 days. And if you were bleeding, then you were not having a baby. And th- that was pretty much it. Yeah. I didn't understand anything. Yeah. And like, even what, from what I remember at school, it wasn't anything that was actually useful. It wasn't anything that I can think, oh yeah. Like we were taught, it was just, you know, even I at the age of 16 was like, yeah, go on contraception. It was like, well, why you know like why am I having going through that you know it's the same with most people heavy periods headaches go on contraception and it's like actually it's just it's it's not the right thing to do necessarily for everyone's situation and I think you know we aren't taught about everything and and it, it for me it's only the last couple of years that I've really you know taken that step to learn a little bit more like having Sophie May come in and do bits and bobs and and learning more from other people in different areas um and I'm nearly 30 so it's crazy isn't it um but you also have to go on the aspect of you know when I was younger you know I suppose contraception was useful and it is still useful but it would be helpful if we all knew why it was helpful what we like the the ins and outs because I I used to go to the doctors I was on the contraception injection for like 10 years um and I used to go to the doctors and say you know I've been on this a while do I need a break do I need no 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 you're fine and actually if I'd have you know at that point known a little bit more about it I could have had some more information and, and maybe had a break or maybe got to know myself a little bit more so yeah it is kind of frustrating in in some ways but yeah we definitely need more more education on it don't we you do and I'm sure you're the same you actually bring that with your coaching right yeah yeah, yeah definitely. doctors won't they'll just tell you go on the pill it's like no it's not the answer it's not the answer how many people just think though as well like your coaching is just training and nutrition Here's your plan, go off and get on with it. And it's, it's, that's what it's, I think that's how it started, really, wasn't it? That's kind of what initially it was. Like a few PTs, like, well, you know, I can just deliver this across the world to people or, you know, out of my local demographic. But I think it has now evolved so much more that it should be more than that and it can be more than that. And I think because personal training is just the training session, you might get a meal plan. People think, oh, I'll just get those two things. And some people will deliver that and that's fine. But, for me, it's like if I'm helping someone create a lifestyle change, 
how do I create a lifestyle change? I can't just do that for a diet and training plan. It's looking at their health markers. It's looking at their mental state. It's looking at their mindset. It's looking at stress and sleep. It's looking at supplements. It's looking at time management and organization and all of these things that is going to better your life. Because I'll say this now and you'll agree that you could give someone a perfect diet and training plan. They could better their eating habits. They could lose some weight, but that's not going to improve their life. No, It'll benefit it a bit but it's bringing everything together that allows them to have that that desired outcome they have in their head that yeah. comes with everything yeah and I, I had a I, at some point I can't remember how old I was but I did actually get my first coach who I won't obviously name names but like um I was literally just given a meal plan and you and my training and then obviously where there was quite a lot of anxiety and you know mental health that didn't really it was great I, I learned stuff from her definitely but it wasn't it wasn't necessarily you know, everything that I needed because it didn't go into the aspects of maybe my relationship with food. You know, I wasn't sticking to the meal plan, but I was, you know, blaming myself for that. But it was because it was the same meal plan that I'd had for four weeks and there wasn't any kind of movement in that. And I think, you know, we have to also go into that relationship with food. You'll probably know from your clients as well. It's not just, you know, here's your meal plan, go off and get on with it. It's actually looking into people's habits, people's structures, people's relationship with food and things like that. And it makes a huge difference. But, you know, for a long time, I would just go, oh, it's my fault. You know, maybe I'm not sticking to the plan. That's why I'm not getting results. Or this was the reason why, but no digging deeper into that. Yeah. She's crying now. Oh, she knows. She knows. Like, I'm not getting the attention I want. She's actually fine if I'm straight. Come up then. She have- no, she doesn't want to. She's fine. She's I want good. your attention, but I don't want you. Basically, yeah, she's like she probably wants some snack or something. She's not there. Dogs <laughs> and food, amazing. So to kind of wrap up a little bit, if you were to go right, if you were to speak to the youngest version of yourself, like about five, six year old Ashley, who's about to go into like teenage years and all that. Well, not quite, but you know, I mean, you're going into that teenage yeah. years. Mm-hmm. What three, four bits of advice would you give her now, as you? to I wouldn't obviously say to stop you going through because I think the experiences we have shape us as humans right but if you were to avoid it or improve your mental well-being from the get-go what like bits of advice would you say to them to do and implement from a younger age that would have maybe helped things along the way I think the first one was definitely be prioritize yourself like prioritize you because it makes a huge difference um for so long I just i didn't really think about me I was just like you know floating through life or whatever um and then I would definitely obviously say you know get some help don't do it alone because for so long I would I you know I did do it alone and I didn't speak to anyone and I just thought I was this big weirdo that had all these issues and like but then once you start speaking to people you start to realize that so many people feel very alike like now talking about it people go you, you know it's great that you talk about it and I'm like trust me like a lot of people feel exactly the same. You'd be surprised. You know, if you, I always say this, if you're in a full room of people, you could guarantee probably about 50% know how you feel or have been in some scenario where they understand or they're empathetic. Um, and then I think as well would be probably just, going on, uh, she's probably distracted me now. Um, but yeah, I think it would just be like, keep going. Um don't don't give up like a lot of times I would just give up and be like do you know what this isn't worth it you know whatever and just sort of lay in bed all day and 
whatever. And some days there are days where you need that. Um, but I think if younger me could see me now, they'd be like, no way. Like you've got a job, like you're self-employed or whatever I am, you know, running my own business. And I think younger me would be very shocked at that and very wow. So I think it would just be a case of keep going because it will come one day. You know, you will get that confidence one day as well. So there's only three there, but I think they're three pretty good ones. We'll take those three. I think that ends on a nice note. There's no point getting a fourth for the sake of it. Just fourth. No. Be happy. Uh, yeah. Just, yeah. And I think don't worry so much. That would be my biggest thing is that don't worry so much. But you can't just say that to yourself and go, yeah, all right, great. It's like someone going, don't worry about it. Um, I am worried about it. Yeah, <laughs> you can't change it. Um, so yeah, I think it would be don't worry, and it, it it will all work out. But I think we'd all say that to our to our younger selves, wouldn't we? So one thing I've learned working with TMP about the not worrying is that worry is typically something that lives from the past or the future. So yeah. worry, anxiety is usually worrying about like what could happen or worrying, creating that mental framework of this has happened before. So if I'm in a similar scenario, this is going to happen again. Yeah, I think one thing that's massively helped me is to just think, just forget the past yeah get the future what can I do right now like I'm sure you've had the same self-employed business what if every client leaves me tomorrow what if this happens what if I said well what if you know like anything could happen tomorrow you know my house could just like implode right now this spider infestation that I've got if you saw my story this morning on Instagram (laughs) mate it's meant I've got like so many spiders in my house like oh stop they're big they're they're, they're everywhere what if they like you know take over and like eat me or something I don't know there's, there's a lot of them yeah. pretty well all this shit could happen mm. but it could you could also win the lottery tomorrow you could find you know your grandparent could die and you didn't realize they were like the king of this and I mean then they can give you all this money and you can go be a billionaire you know anything could happen mm. we can't change what could happen you can only change what happens right now yeah so live in the now focus on what you can, can do for yourself right now mm. and you'll be yeah, 100%. And I think I wish I could have just learned a lot quicker than I did. But then at the same time, I think, you know, like we always say, it's you have to go through them things to, to get to the other side. Like I wouldn't be here if I hadn't, you know, experienced all them things, you know, the anxiety and the things. So it, it's a blessing in disguise. And like we say, everything happens for a reason, doesn't it? As I know it can be tough when you're going through something really tough, but um, it really can. It really can. So yeah i believe so as well because i'm similar to you and here we here we are today yes living our best life yeah. and on that note um if also thank you for coming on as always if people can find you and want to find you and they've enjoyed listening to this which they should they should go and support you after listening to this where in the world can people not not your postcode but where can people find you on socials and stuff if they want to go and give you a follow and support after this so my Instagram is Ashley Affirm Coaching. Um, it's Affirm as in A-F-R-M. Everyone always gets confused about that. They're like, what does that even mean? And what does it stand for? But that's a whole other story. Um, so yeah, Ashley Affirm Coaching. Um, and then, yeah, I've also got a website, which is www.affirmcoaching.co.uk as well. So yeah. See, I've only just learned that, that it's Affirm Coaching. I also thought it was things to do with your initials. I'm like, Ashley F, I don't really know. I know. Everyone says it. They're like, A-F-R-M. And I'm like, actually, it's Affirm Coaching. But, and no one ever knows, but they always think it's, you know, it stands for something. A is for something, but no. Affirm Coaching. So, yeah. I think you are going to have to finish on just a quick, a quick why behind that. Okay, so... One, it was pretty much because I live by the rule of like affirmations, you know, 
that kind of the secret and things like that. So when I was creating, obviously I used to be called coach by AC. And as I obviously employed more coaches and it wasn't just me anymore, I couldn't be called coach by AC, you know? So I wanted something that kind of stood for what, you know, what we do and what I stand for. And we kind of wrote all these letters down that really, you know, sort of meant something to me and affirmation was on there. And it was just kind of like a firm, that sounds pretty good. So that's kind of where it comes from. And it stands with what we, what we believe in. So, yeah. Love it. You see the dog crying in the background, but she's fine. <laughs> very, very. Well, amazing. Well, we'll wrap things up there. Thank you as always for your time. So please guys go, go drop her a follow after listening to this. That will be amazing. And as always, I will see you on next week's episode when I have another guest because I have actually been really good and got some guests and been proactive. So Done. treating, treating everyone. Have a great day, guys. And I'll listen to you on I'll listen to you. There's my slip up for the podcast. I always have a slip up for every podcast. <laughs> always so one. Always one. I got it right till the end this time. <laughs> I will see you, but won't see you because it's, I'm just going to end it here because it's just a mess. (laughs) Have a nice day, guys.